Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Divorce the First Six. My name is Peter Maestri. I'm going to be your host for today. And today we have the pleasure of interviewing Maria Suarez. And Maria Suarez has been divorced for about two years and she has no kids. So without further ado, let's meet Maria. Maria, thank you so much for being on the show and uh, being a yes to this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Let's get right into it. So my first question is always, tell us about your first six months. Ah. Uh. So uh, I was married for nine years. Um, I, we were together for 11. So we met in Las Vegas. So kind of what happened in Vegas moved to Miami. <laughs> and uh, the rest is kind of history from there. But no, so we did a, a solid decade, you know, in Miami, which is where I really started to see the signs of where we started having like hardships. And like anyone, I kind of thought, if we moved cross country, that our problems would somehow disappear uh, as we were driving cross country. So we decided to move to California and kind of start a new life um, when we knew we were faced with a lot of challenges in our marriage as it is. And as soon as we got to California, um, within a year and a half, uh, we decided that yes, it was definitely time for us to split. And uh, the first six months for me, I could truly just explain it as I've never cried more in my entire life. I don't think I've ever really uh, come undone in the way that I had to come undone when my divorce really uh, started to become final. Um, he decided to, uh, well, we decided to split in November, which was tough because it was right before the holidays. And um, like anything, you know, I kept adding like a different benchmark thinking that, okay, by Christmas we'll be okay. Or maybe by New Year's we'll be okay. And then his birthday is like right after New Year's in January. So like in my head, I kept kind of like, you know, defaulting the truth, not wanting to really um, understand the elephant in the room. Um, so sure enough, by November that we decided to sleep in separate rooms, um, in January, he finally decided to move out. So for me, the first six months really starts from the minute that I got home from work on Saturday on January 19th. And as I climbed the stairs to my townhouse and I saw the guest room, I saw that everything was gone. And that for me was the pivotal moment for me to know, oh my God, like this is real. And um, at that moment, I just came undone. You know, I completely hit rock bottom. I've never felt depression, hate, revenge, uh, guilt, shame, all kinds of things. But I knew that the more that I was trying to understand his part of the split or his part of why we are where we are, because I still wanted to work things out and I was still, you know, putting in some hope. Um, I realized it was just causing me more and more damage. It was causing me more and more confusion. It was causing me more and more so. For the longest time I walked out, I was living in Dana Point at the time. So for those that don't know, it's this beautiful like harbor town in Orange County. And it's just incredible. Um, as beautiful as it is, it's very mysterious and has a lot to the place. So I started to um, explore it more and more. 
And the more I started to walk things through and I started to kind of, you know, explore my life in Dana Point, I started to really realize um, that unless I owned my participation in this, I was never going to really understand like why I was going through all the pain that I was going through. So in this part, I literally would just walk and cry all over Dana Point. I've never released more emotions in my life. Um, it really took a hold of me. Um, I couldn't control my emotions. I was completely guarded. Everywhere I went, I had to like cover myself up. It was like I walked around with a scarlet letter, even though I didn't cheat on my husband and that wasn't the reason why we split. Um, there was still just so much um, shame that I was processing because of that whole feeling of failure that I think divorce like brings in. And, but at some point, something just kind of kept telling me this like inner voice to like not fight it, not fight the emotions and allow the tears to come out and just to really kind of be okay with the sadness and be okay with all of these strong emotions that for so long I coped with differently. You know, I always unfortunately chose drinking and drugs as a way to cope. I had a poor addiction to food as well. So at this point, when I finally saw myself at the tip of my divorce, I was over 50 pounds overweight. I was now unemployed because I quit my job. I couldn't make decisions. I couldn't focus. I couldn't um, give it 100%. I seriously had um, you know, an addiction, unfortunately, to also like alcohol and drugs. And, and I was just was in a really bad state of mind. And uh, my best friend flew out here in February and we decided to have like the weekend in LA. So two best friends came out. We stayed at this like swanky hotel. We did it up, went to all the nice restaurants. She was trying to like give me this whole new, you know, feeling of, of how life can be without him. And I remember um, after that weekend, it was obviously a, a blur. She left and I dropped her off at the airport and I was driving back from LA to Dana Point, which is about an hour drive. And on my drive back, I decided, okay, it's time. Like, it's time for me to start looking for apartments. It's time for me to start, you know, like realizing. So I rushed home and I remember getting on the computer. And first thing I do is I get on Zillow and I look up an apartment nearby that I thought, okay, I should go check it out. And I was having this feeling of like, okay, we can do this, you know? And I remember showing up to the apartment complex and I got in the golf cart and the lady takes me to the first unit. And as soon as she opens the door, it was exactly what I had with my husband, except like you cut the top piece off. So I didn't realize it was like a sister building to what I was living in. And I think that was the first moment that I walked in and I saw myself like, oh my God, I'm living alone. Like I never lived alone. I grew up as a Latin girl. So I always lived with my parents or, you know, boyfriends or husbands. And uh, ultimately that for me was just a really hard slap in the face. And I ran out of the complex crying. I remember having a complete meltdown. Um, I jumped in my car and unfortunately I went to a bar and I drank and I felt sorry for myself. And I got behind the wheel and as I drove away out of that bar, I got into a car accident, which is really what saved my life and saved my divorce because I could have easily gotten a DUI. And I didn't because of the person I hit somehow saw through my pain. I was a wreck. I came out of the car and I knew that I was just like, that was it. I had hit my rock bottom on all levels. And she threw me a bone and she allowed me to drive home in conditions that my car, I didn't even think was going to make it. And when I got home, my ex happened to be there grabbing mail and got to see me at that lowest of the low. 
And at that moment, I knew that the divorce was either going to diminish, define, or develop me. But ultimately, I had to decide because I was at that point and I no longer could carry the scarlet letter. I no longer could carry the shame. I no longer, I needed to show my face in a beautiful town. I, you know, I needed to like own up what it was that I did. So the following day I checked myself into a behavior center that ultimately, you know, gave me a couple like new tools and a little bit of peace of mind on like how to really just be honest with myself. And for me at that moment, I started to realize that I had so much bottled in, you know, and I, it was just in layers and, and it was, I mean, in the nooks of my brain, like, I mean, I had shoved shit in places that I didn't even know I could like shove it so deep in. So I went in, I, I made a, a, a real honest decision with myself to start a self-discovering journey. I decided to develop myself. I chose to not hate him for absolutely anything, not blame him for absolutely anything not worry about what he thought, what he was going through, because I knew that at this point, the only thing that could save me was my self-love. The only thing that could save me was, you know, my honesty and really understanding, you know, how I got here. I understood at one point through this whole kind of spiritual experience that I had in Dana Point, um, you know, that ultimately like the divorce really was just an outcome of just all the bad decisions and the place of where I was mentally for so long. Um, you know, like anything I knew at that point that I just wasn't being a wife, you know, I was being a roommate, I was being his best friend. I mean, I was playing a lot of different roles, but the wife role, like the real, what it really takes to hold that marriage together. I didn't have that concept. I didn't, I didn't understand that real meaning. Um, and it's okay. You know, I think at first I was stunned by it. But now I, I'm glad that I didn't know. I'm glad, you know, it was just part of my um, struggle, you know, trying to find myself. It was all through my 30s. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.